Hello Laker fans, welcome to The Late Late Show. I'm your host Matt from Lakers UK. We've got a fun episode ahead as I'm joined by two reoccurring guests. Firstly, I've got the managing editor of Lakers UK and contributor to The Late Show Life, Jonathan Kernan. And we've got Mr. Late Show Scoop, Kenny. What, what we're going to do is we're going to grade all of the Lakers players on their performances today. It could be quite interesting this one. But firstly, how, how are you doing guys? Thanks for coming on. All good, yeah. It's a great day over here in Ireland. So, but yeah, re raised to talk with the Lakers. Doing just well, man. <laughs> another, another day in the life in paradise, right? Living in LA, so <laughs> <laughs> way to rub it in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff with the uh, league returning at the moment. But we'll jump in. We'll have a little bit of fun. Grading the Lakers players is obviously there's a lot of debate about each individual player, so it'll be quite interesting how this is going to work, really. And to the listeners, what we're going to do is we've each kind of done a little bit of like a draft on which players we want to grade individually. So we're not all we're not all three of us going to put a bit of a speech and a grade towards each player. We've each been assigned players that we're going to give a little bit of like a, our thoughts on, and then give a little bit of a grade, and then maybe see if the other people agree. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll jump straight in. So, firstly, with the number one pick, um, <laughs> Jonathan's got LeBron James. So, what do you think about LeBron James this season? Well, what can we say about LeBron? He's had probably one of, the, I think, one of the best seasons of his career. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he's ever led the league in assists with like ten and a half assists a game, and he's just reinvigorated this Lakers team compared to last season. He looks so much more locked in. He looks so much more engaged. And with Anthony Davis beside him, he just seems to be like found a new gear. I think when people started calling him washed, probably kind of rewoken like his soul and he's kind of really kind of come back with a vengeance. So yeah, he's been incredible this season, leading the league in assists, averaging about 26 points a game, playing incredible. And he's, I think he's odds on to be the MVP this season. It could be him between him and Giannis, but mm-hmm. I think I'd give it to LeBron. But yeah, so far this season, it's hard. You cannot give him an A plus this season. He's just been incredible. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm sure, do you, Kenny? Yeah, uh, year seventeen just seems like he's showing no signs of slowing down. So I think that's a great assessment. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what he's doing at like is he what thirty five years old now? Yeah, um, it's just so. incredible. Like it should, in theory, he should be slowing down a little bit and. Fingers crossed he stays healthy moving forward. Um, yep. but yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree with that. That's probably one of the easier ones to create, to be yeah, honest with you. <laughs> but it's going to get more interesting. So we'll move on to the second superstar on the roster, Rajon Ronda. Oh, no, it's not. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Davis. And Kenny has got Anthony Davis. What do you think about AD? Yeah, you know, Anthony Davis has been superb for the Lakers on both ends of the floor this season. In 55 games with the Lakers, he's averaging 26.7 points per game to go along with 9.4 rebounds per game. He's shooting the ball 51.1% from the field. And I I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he's actually shooting a career high from the free throw line this year. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just like the cherry on top is that he's able to knock that three ball down. 
we've seen him from time to time this season really just make make that three-pointer at critical times. And the thing about AD is we have to talk about his impact on the defensive end. So when you're talking about AD's defense, it's, you know, when you're looking at his blocks, he's second in the entire NBA in blocks at 2.4 blocks per game. And when you're talking about steals, now we're talking about just the people in the front court. So if you're talking about the front court players, he is top three in the league in steals. Now, when, when I'm giving the numbers for, for, for his defensive stats, it doesn't really paint the entire picture of his impact on defense. We've all seen, we, we've all seen the eye test this whole, this whole year of the tremendous impact that whenever Anthony Davis is on the court, just, just the impact that he makes on the defensive end. And I think time and time again, just Anthony Davis, he's just so efficient. He's actually number three in the league in efficiency behind Giannis and James Harden. So this was a really easy choice for me. Anthony Davis gets an A in my book. What do you guys think? Yeah, I would. Would it not be an A plus or would it be an A? It's it's hard to really give anyone an A plus. There's definitely, I think, um, there's a lot. There's a lot you can say that really makes him an A plus. But I, I think I just went with a solid A this season. Mm-hmm. It's just just because of uh, his durability. Um, I mean, and, Andy Davis. I think he's really durable. But you know, this year he did miss. He did miss about what eight games this season. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's just being nitpicky. And so that's that's why I went with an A instead of an A plus. But you know, you can go you can go either way on that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there has been like a few like offensive inefficiencies and things like that. So there's obviously a few places you could tighten up on, but it's been fantastic this season. Absolutely, Real yeah. breath of fresh air. So um, yeah. as we move on, we move on to Danny Green. And uh, by the way, to the listeners, this isn't obviously in like positional order or anything. It's kind of on like a bit of like a tier basis of what what we have determined as being a tier basis. Um, so we've got Danny Green and it's me that's got Danny Green. So I think Danny Green's quite a um, misunderstood one, to be honest with you, because he's averaging 8.2 points per game, which obviously for someone that's getting paid, what, 30 million over two years, it doesn't really like jump out to you that he is performing that well. But he has seen some offensive struggles this season um, where kind of he looks a bit passive. But when you look at his three-point percentage, he is actually still shooting at a 37.8% rate, which is actually quite a bit above the league average in, in three-point percentage. Uh, so he is actually doing the work on the, uh, on the offensive end. Well, what he's needed to be, he's just needed to stand out in the wing, uh, be a spot-up shoot, and that's kind of it, space the floor. But the main thing with him is the defensive impact, and I can't really emphasize that enough. Um, especially a lot of people don't really see it. And I, I saw a tweet on it earlier today, actually, and it was about his transition defense um, still being one of the best in the league at that. Um, we've seen his performances in the playoffs going back to at the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, he's a bit like he's not as intense as someone like Avery Bradley. But um, defensively, he is in that elite level. Um, and he's got a big frame as well. So when he's in front of his man, uh, he doesn't really get barged around. He's just a solid, well, an elite defensive, pres- defensive presence. So I think that's his main facet, really. But I think a lot of people misunderstand him on the offensive end. He's kind of just there to spot up, do what needs to be done. And is he getting overpaid? Probably a little bit, maybe. But 
he just kind of fills a position that we don't really need to worry about. You know, he he doesn't really get injured. I mean, touch wood, that continues. Um, he just kind of fills a spot. He's the perfect complementary player alongside LeBron and AD. And um, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say on him, really. And the grade I would give him would be a B plus. So it's the first one that's out of that A bracket. Um, just because he's offensive inconsistencies uh, he could be a little bit better defensively he's spot on um, but yeah he could just do with tightening it up a little bit on the offensive end he kind of disappears from time to time definitely yeah. I think that's a fair assessment yeah you both agree with B plus B plus is all like if he, if he can f- I think when we, we initially sign him we're expecting to score a bit more maybe 12 to 14 point range mm. Isn't it, but obviously he's shooting eight, eight, 8 points a game at the moment which is not ideal he, he could be the third guy for us in terms of scoring but we have other guys in the roster capable of getting buckets as well but if he's able to step it up over the course of the next year or so to 14, 15 points a game he'll definitely have earned his contract Yeah, I think before we move on from him I think uh, one thing which is quite interesting is he's never been a high volume scorer. So his highest points per game was uh, with San Antonio in uh, the 2014-15 season. And that was 11.7 points is his career high. And the most shots he's taken over the course of a season is only 9.1. So he's um, to a lot of people out there that think he should be averaging like 20 points a game. It's just not really that type of player. And he's doing his job yeah. anyway. Yeah, and we have guys on the team that can score. Yeah, sure, we would like to see Danny Green's point average be in the double digits like Jonathan was saying. But we got him really – he's going to bring that that veteran presence on defense, and that's something that's going to be crucial down the stretch, especially during the playoffs when we do run up against teams like the Clippers or the Bucks. So I'm happy with that, Danny. Yeah, so moving on, the next one is Avery Bradley, and it's mm. Jonathan that's got Avery Bradley. I'm quite interested with this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so Avery Bradley, I think when we initially signed him, everyone's kind of, we weren't sure because we had Danny Green, we had KCP, and then if he wanted to move him to point guard, we had Rondo, we had Quinn Cook, we had Alex Caruso. So to an extent, it didn't make much sense to sign Avery Bradley because the last time we saw him was on, I think it was the Pistons, mm-hmm. and he was pretty overweight and he wasn't shooting the ball particularly well and he wasn't scoring the ball particularly well. But it really shows like what like a bit of confidence and a bit of like after he shed the weight, his confidence came back, his hunger for the game came back. He was, he was really able to show like how aggressive he is on the court in terms of defensively. Like, he, he's probably like the fire starter for the Lakers when it comes to defense. Obviously him. And Anthony Davis, Davis leads it in the paint. But you just you just look at Bradley, and he's like a dog with a bone. He's just chasing everyone, getting in front of everyone all the time. Obviously, his points aren't great. 8.6 points, which is not terrible because he's, I think his last couple of stays with different teams, he's averaged about 12, 13 points. But he's doing what he needs to be doing on the defensive end. He's really helped us. Uh, I think the only thing I'd give him, kind of mark him down on, is he's playing the point guard position and he's really not stepping up to the stepping up as secondary uh, playmaker. I think he's only averaging like one assist to one point five assists a game, which is just not good enough. Because if LeBron's going off the floor, you need someone to kind of step up and be heard, and it hasn't been him on that. So, saying all that, I think I'd give um, everybody a B minus. 
Ooh, okay. There is okay. there is definitely room for improvement. He's fantastic on defense, but offensively there's a lot to be desired. Uh, okay. The assist thing really stick with me. If he can step up like even three or four assists a game, just make that extra pass to the right guy, it could be it could be huge for the Lakers. Out of curiosity, what's his? Uh, has anyone got his um, like career assists average? I don't. I think I could check. Okay, because one thing which uh, is like quite interesting is I'd, I'm not sure if he's the person that is really that secondary playmaker. So I mean, no, he might have to like, he might have to do that from time to time. But I think that's kind of like down. We've been needing a secondary playmaker externally, haven't we, to come in for quite a while now? Yeah, yeah. I think he's kind of shoehorned into that kind of role this season. Like he's naturally a shooting guard, but he hasn't got that particular height. I think he's like six foot two. Yeah, six or three. So yeah, he's uh, he's point guard size, but he plays the shooting guard role. Like he isn't yeah. built for to be an, like, an assist man. He never will be. But there's he there's sometimes just making the extra pass. He has a shoot guard, a shooting guard's mentality. Whereas like mm-hmm. if he gets himself into the right positions, he's taking a shot. Yeah. Whereas as a point guard, you have to kind of think, okay, am I in the best position possible? Is there a better man? on the wing, like if Cools or Danny Green is wide open, should I be passing up a shot in the lane where I can throw it out to them and get a three-point shot? Like he, he probably has never had to do that in his career. And the Lakers are asking him to do something completely different than what he's done. Like the only thing that's the same is they're asking him to defend point cards. That's the only difference between now and like previous years. But yeah, he, if he can step up assist-wise, he's going to do great things for Lakers and it gives him a much-needed boost uh, when LeBron goes off the floor. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. It's really interesting this year with Avery Bradley um, thrusted into the starting lineup. Um, so in the starting lineup, I think he plays what uh, the point guard, shooting guard position. But yeah, I mean, Avery Bradley is not a natural point guard. He's more of a you know combo, more like a shooting guard, in my opinion. I've been really happy with him. Uh, well, this season, most just mostly on the defensive end. Yeah. I think he's been really healthy for the first time in a really long time and especially coming to LA playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis he's just been rejuvenated the the thing that I really sticks out to me is the times that we played the Dallas Mavericks and he was really just hounding Luka Doncic and really just made life really difficult for him um, and when we're talking about the last time we played the Clippers, he did a really good job on Patrick Beverly. So, mm. so definitely, you know, I, I think he was a solid uh, contribution for the Lakers this season. And, and scoring as well. I think he lit up against the Clippers, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah I mean, yeah. I, I probably would have given him maybe like a B plus, <laughs> B, something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah I, think, um, I think the main thing is he, he's healthy. Uh, it's nice to see him kind of get his career back Absolutely. on track, really. Yeah. And just really quickly, really quickly, when it comes to scoring, I know Matt just mentioned scoring. And the thing is with that third player, I think from time to time with the Lakers, it's going to be some nights where it's Avery Bradley. It's going to be some nights when it's Dana Green. It's going to be some nights when it's yeah. KCP. It's going to change. So it's, it, yeah. So, so it's, it, that's something important, you know, interesting to bring up. Yeah, I think uh, before we move on, actually, which should, should be interesting with this one, I think uh, a lot of it with the numbers of these players don't really represent how they're kind of playing no. at the moment. I think there's a lot of players that are taking a hit on their averages to be on a winning side and contribute in ways that don't really show up on the stat sheet. Not just with Avery Bradley, but just with a few. So 
and uh, as we move on to the next one, which I think this will be one of them, be quite interesting to see what's going to be said here. And there's probably going to be differing views with the listeners as well with this uh, player, but it's Kyle Kuzma and it's Kenny that's got Kyle Kuzma. Hey guys, I'm just going to let you know how you can save money with Fnatic UK and the official NBA Star Europe. Lakers UK are proud partners of both sites, where you can access the site through a unique web link and enter the promo code LakersUK10 at checkout for 10% off your order. This is not restricted to Lakers merchandise only and is available site-wide for both. On the Fnatic UK site, they have a wide range of NBA, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, as well as soccer slash football merchandise. The NBA Store Europe site hosts all the NBA gear you'll ever need, from new jerseys to classic throwbacks to leisure wear. Remember though, to activate the discount, you must enter each site through our unique web link. This can be found over at www.lakersuk.com forward slash partners. That's www.lakersuk.com forward slash partners. Alternatively, reach out to us on social media and we'll sort you out. So, access the unique links for our website, www.lakersuk.com forward slash partners to enable the discount and then enter the promo code LakersUK10 at checkout and watch that price drop. The code can be used more than once and can be applied to already discounted items. Save money with Lakers UK at Fanatics UK and the official NBA Store Europe. Also, whilst I have you, go and check out Baseline Leeds. They're an independent basketball store in my hometown of Leeds in the United Kingdom. They sell everything basketball related from jerseys to leisure wear to accessories. There's a whole host of gear over there, so go and check it out over at BaselineLeadsLimited.Sells.com So that's Baseline Leeds, Leeds as L-E-E-D-S, Limited as L-T-D, and then sells as S-E-L-Z. So that's BaselineLeadsLimited.Sells.com For anyone local passing by, they're located in Leeds Corner Exchange. Their Instagram is at BaselineLeads, so be sure to check that out too. Yeah, you bring up, this was a perfect segue, segue to talk about Kyle Kuzma. And at first, when I first got Kuzma, selected Kuzma, I was a little bit torn. I didn't know in what direction that I wanted to go into because coming into the season, I was a huge, huge Kyle Kuzma fan. I really thought he was going to make that leap into the third year. So really, as we all know, Laker Nation had high expectations for Kyle Kuzma coming into the third year um, of his NBA career, especially after having a successful second year where we saw him average 18.7 points per game, uh, five and a half rebounds per game while playing 33 minutes uh, especially we you know the the big free agent that we were hoping to get this this summer was Kawhi Leonard so when Kawhi chose uh, to sign with the Clippers we I think Laker Nation and Laker fans really saw Cal Kuzma hoping that he was going to embody that third star for us this season however when you do look at his stats for this year his stats are down across the board He's averaging 12.5 points per game, four and a half rebounds per game. And when you're looking at his field goal percentage and three-point percentage, those are down as well. But the thing is, there's always a second side to that story. And especially with Kuzma, uh, this season, looking at my notes really quick, (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's 
we have to be fair and we, we have to be fair. And I think it's really important to point out that Kyle Kuzma this season, he is playing about nine minutes less per game than he was last season. He's taking about five less shots per game this season than he was last season. So I think Kyle Kuzma, just like what Phil Handy was, was talking about on your podcast, Kuz really, he, he really embodied and really just stepped back this season um, to, to be a reserve, to come off the bench and really learn how to play besides Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James. So I, I think he has a lot of potential. The thing about Kuz is I really want him, I really want to see more consistency from him just being able to maximize his potential uh, while playing alongside LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis. And yeah, so with all that said, with everything taken into consideration, I do give him, I do give him a B minus at, at <laughs> this point. I, I really think yeah. that we're going to need him down the stretch, especially in the playoffs and especially what I was talking about earlier. We need to see that consistency from him that he's shown this season playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis with that reduced role and just really just taking smart shots and just being a beast on the, uh, on the boards that that's what we need from Kuz. What do you guys yeah. think about Kuz? Yeah, I think, I think um, Lake nation have always had a scapegoat. You know what I mean? And when, when it's not Kyle Kuzma, it'll move on to be someone else. It's just at the moment it's Kyle Kuzma. And I can understand that he has been very inconsistent. His role has changed a lot. Anthony Davis has practically thrusted him out of the starting lineup. And the dynamics of the whole team have changed, let alone his position as well. So literally, he's been thrown into this completely new world. And there will be struggles with that. But I think sometimes, I think his head just seems a bit up in the clouds, I think. I think he seems a little bit out of touch. But... I've said before on this podcast, I don't have a problem with him averaging 10 points a game if he's producing and he's doing the little things and he's contributing to a winning team, which sometimes, some nights he does, some nights he doesn't, you know, it's kind of debatable. However, I think at the moment we've kind of got the luxury of not really having to hound over him too much in terms of the team winning. So if he's not playing that well, it doesn't really mean that we don't win games. However, it'll be really interesting because I really want it to work out with Kuz. I really do. And I wish he had a few more years on this rookie deal because I don't think he's going to stay much longer purely because he just, he'll just want to be paid and he will be paid. But yeah. come, come playoffs, I think he just holds the potential to light up. So when he's not playing well, um, you know, if maybe for four or five games, he could have that one big game where he could single-handedly win a game. And he did that when AD was sat out, remember? Um, I think pretty much every time AD's been set out and he's gone into the starting lineup, he's been fantastic. So, um, yeah. yeah, he's having some struggles. I can understand it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with your assessment. I think I agree with pretty much everything. Uh, and I think Phil Handy as well on the last podcast episode actually put quite an interesting behind-the-scenes outlook with it. But, yeah, I, I agree with that. That went on a little bit longer, but Kuzma was one that I wanted to kind of speak yeah. about a little bit myself. The, I think probably the bright lights really doesn't help Kuzma because it, it's you're there's no brighter lights than like obviously New York is pretty bright but there's no brighter lights than LA in, <laughs> in terms of lottery. like <laughs> in the, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah there, it's going to be so much scrutiny like there's going to be so many people kind of just focus on him focus on his imperfections during his game 
and it's really easy for him to lose his confidence. But I absolutely 100% agree like what Phil Handy said. The main thing I, I, I really took from that podcast was like how highly his teammates think of him. Like he's willing to put in the work. He's really he, like he's always in early. He's always leaving late. He's just like a consummate professional. That's what you want, especially when you're not playing your best basketball. You're putting in the extra work, trying to get better. And I think it was like to Marcus Cousins like saying like he's going to be like a real problem in the league in the not too distant future. Like he has potential to be an all star, and you can see it when he's when he's playing well. He just needs that kind of bit of a confidence boost. And honestly, God, I think a change of position really might help him. I don't think power forward is his natural position. He has so. he has the length for it. He has the length for it, but I don't know if he's a natural power forward. He's not able to body up like a two hundred and fifty pound man. He's going to be like really struggle with any power forwards or centers in the paint. He just should probably switch to shooting guard position or shooting guard uh, small forward position <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of he he'll be longer than most players there and he'll be able to shoot over the top of them. And I think he'll be able to gain his confidence back. Yeah. yeah, how do we uh, how do we grade his hairstyle? F, <laughs> F minus. I uh, I, th- I quite liked it when he had the uh, did he have like the mini dreads like the braid things they were quite cool. Oh, but then yeah. but, but then he went like full on Eminem didn't he with like the blonde no. hair and I, oh, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I I loved it when he had the uh, I think it was like when it was up and it was like black and then he had like the gold tips i think that that was my favorite oh, yeah. that he had, so that was pretty cool you know it's uh the podcast has taken an interesting turn with kuz when uh we've actually ended up talking about his hair um, I, I think i kind of want to do a tiktok video right now i'm in, i'm inspired by kuzma i will never download that app but this is yeah. this is where kenny turns up on the next pod and he's got like eminem hair and yeah. Yeah. um Right, we'll move on uh, quickly. As Obviously, we'll speed up as the players are less, not relevant, but as we move further down. The next one is Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and it's me that's got Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I, I, think, I think he's been fantastic this season. I think the start of the season, it was really rough. It was really rough. Over the, in the first month of the season through November, he was shooting 22.2% from three-point range. And that was purely what he's there for, to be a spot-up, three-and-D type player. But he wasn't really doing it on the defensive end either. He just looked completely out of touch. But then ever since then, he, he picked it up probably the second half of December. So his statistics through December don't look that bad. But when you look deep into it, halfway through the month the first half of the month he wasn't actually shooting so I think his confidence had just completely gone where he just didn't want to shoot at all and then all of a sudden it clicked um about midway through December and he's been fantastic since Uh, the effort's been there on the defensive end he's not the biggest player as well so sometimes when he's out on the wing I think in the first game, we put him up against Kawhi Leonard at some point. That isn't going to work. He's just going to get bodied in that situation. But when he, I think when he slides over to that, he's capable of the three. But when he's at that shooting guard position, I think it's spot on with him. And uh, shooting, he's, been, he's actually shooting the best numbers of his career from three-point land. So he's, he's actually our 40% shooter, just under 39.4. Who would have thought yeah. that he would be shooting more a better rate from three than Danny Green this season. Really? And um, right. 9.5 points uh, per game is actually his second lowest other than his rookie season uh, with Detroit. 
But I will put it out there, and I think he's actually playing the best basketball of his career. I think this season is the best season of his career to date. Uh, like I said, on the defensive end now, he's really switched it on. He looks really in touch. He's getting them little uh, steals and hustles. And even when he isn't contributing on the stat sheet, he's just being a nuisance and forcing players into making errors. And offensively, he's, he's doing his job. He's spacing the floor. He's got that quick release, and he? When it's not working, it looks a bit dumb. And it's kind of, he's rimming them and things like that. But when he gets it going, it's really sweet, especially in transition. Swing it out to KCB, yeah. quick release, boom, Beautiful. go again. It's, it's lovely to watch. And I think he's been, he's been brilliant. He's, he's kind of like a young vet. He's only just turned like 24. Uh, 24, what am I about? 27. Wow, really? Um, but when okay. we got him, he was like 24, I believe. Uh, he's been here three seasons now, which is incredible, really. In my head, I think he's like 31 years old. Um, so, yeah, I think he's developed his game a lot this season. I think he's been a fantastic player uh, for his best basketball of, of his career he's playing. Um, I would give him a B plus. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think it's probably the best thing that ever happened to head KCP is taking the pressure of him being a starter. I don't think he... Well, towards the end of last season, he was playing a bit better basketball. But the second he bought into the kind of being like the first man off the bench in terms of replacing like Danny Green or replacing somebody, he seems to have really found his own kind of his own game again and really found his confidence. I just think he he I honestly think you think he's going to be the X factor in the playoffs. I think Kuzma has the potential, but I think Caldwell Pope has the like could have a really good playoffs if he just continues to shoot the ball well, continues to play good help defence and continues to give good minutes off the bench. Yeah. Um, Kenny, have you got anything to say with KCP? Would you agree with the grade? Yeah, I mean, he, he is my name. He is my name twin. So I've always <laughs> had his back. <laughs> go, go Kenny's. Uh, <laughs> I, think in the be- I think in the beginning, he was just really in his head. Uh, and it didn't help when you saw uh, Laker fans on Twitter they're just bashing him. And I've never agreed with that. Like, if you want to criticize a player, do it in a, in a constructive way. But I guess that's hard to expect uh, from Twitter. But I'm really happy to see that he was able to turn his game around. And like you guys said, man, he, he's been playing phenomenal. Like, every time that he spots up and pulls up for that three-pointer, I'm expecting it to, to hit the bottom of the net. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that turnaround. Okay. So, and then moving on to Dwight Howard, which Jonathan has got. What do you think of Dwight Howard? This has to be the kind of the, like the best thing of the season for Lakers so far. Obviously, AD and LeBron, but this is kind of like the most the sweetest one because the amount of hate that went in Dwight's direction when he left initially, like even I, I admit I hated his guts yeah, I for did. leaving. Like <laughs> he really screwed us over, and obviously. Like the Chris Paul trade didn't ha- help as well, but this really kind of solidified the, the ultimate kick in the teeth Lakers fans got, and it kind of sent us on a, a kind of a downward spiral for a couple of years. And when the Lakers announced they got him, I was really, really hesitant. I was like, this could go horrifically bad. But my God, couldn't even be more wrong. Like he's been like one of the bright spots of the season. Like his, even though his his, his points and rebounds in terms of how much he's averaging are down, but that's obviously because he's not playing half as many minutes as he used to. He's playing about 19.2 minutes per game, averaging 7.5 points and 7.5 rebounds. 
but yeah, he's been incredible. He's just he's he's this kind of glue player teams need who can who can just get people going. Who like if say for example when uh, Danny Green dunked, he was the first person going absolutely crazy. That's the kind of guy you need in the team who's really just going to galvanize everyone together, join them all together, and he's the perfect veteran as well who's just been around the league knows what to do and he's going to be ideal for the playoffs well if he plays it's going to be touch and go regarding that but if he does play he could be a real X factor because he's been there to the finals before he's a seasoned veteran he knows how to play defense three performer three time defensive player of the year and if you need the ball to go through him for offensively he's not going obviously he's not going to give you like Anthony Davis LeBron James numbers but if you want to, like, for a short period of time, go through him, he's going to get you some buckets as well. So, yeah, I think for this season, I'm going to give Dwight an A-. Mm-hmm. If he's in a starter's role and, like, producing on a higher level in terms of, like, averaging, averaging double-digit points and, ass- and, assists and rebounds, like, then it'd be definitely, like, an A, A+. Plus. But, yeah, fantastic so far this season. Really enjoyed him coming back. And if this is his only season as a Laker, which it potentially could be if... He gets let go due to like bringing in a new guy. He's done fantastically, and like he's definitely um, fixed his reputation with Laker fans. Yeah, I think the efforts there, the passions there. He's found his love for the game again, and he fits into his role. And I think that's it. I don't think there's really yeah, everything else. that wasn't there last time. He's done everything and more that we've expected him yeah. to do, and. I don't even need to repeat, you know, what Jonathan said in terms of his numbers uh, and his achievements on the court. But the one thing that I did want to point out again that Jonathan said that what I really like about him is that he is so genuine in in supporting his teammates. Like you were just saying, cheering on Danny Green and just getting KCP's back and just when when JaVale McGee's playing well, well, JaVale, well, when JaVale <laughs> McGee is playing well, he is there supporting him, even though, you know, he, they may be competing minutes uh, against each other. He, he's not thinking about that. And that's something that, like, he, it's so genuine about Dwight Howard this season. So I'm really happy for him. Really happy. So, yeah, that's uh, Dwight Howard pretty much all in agree- uh, um, well, in agreement there. So what we're going to do now is we're going to actually – Cut this off. This is going to be a two-parter. This is the end of part one. And then we're going to be back with part two. What we'll do is this will come out on a Monday, and then part two will come out on Friday. So it's not long to wait. Um, And then we will continue with the remainder of the players in which we have Alex Crusoe, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Markeith Morris, Quinn Cook, Dion Waiters, Jared Dudley, and Taylor Horton Tucker. It should be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, before we go, guys, uh, do you want to quickly shout out your socials, let people know where they can find you? I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's Jonathan KNBA, and that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-N-B-A. And you can find me at Lake Show Scoop, Instagram or Twitter. I'm there. Yeah, hit them both up. Uh, Jonathan does great work over at Late Show Life and with Lakers UK as well. Kenny is a much follower account, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter. You better be following him on both. Um, but yeah, a must follow. And uh, guys, I'll see you over at part two. See you later. <laughs> so. Sure.
to the listeners to round out if you enjoyed the show uh, be sure to tell some of your laker friends about it you can find the late late show on all major podcast platforms please follow where possible and leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it would be much appreciated be sure to follow lakers uk over on twitter and instagram under LA lakers uk check out our website lakersuk.com and we'll catch you next time